everybody. Welcome to The Wake Up for Friday, September 25th, 2020. Here's the latest from Hollywood, the media biz, and social platforms, including a spinoff for the boys, a price tag for that Hollywood reporter and variety uh, merger, and a look at your weekend entertainment options. Plus, it's Friday, so a cheers to my favorite non-alcoholic beer, Athletic Brewing. Now over to Hollywood. Ice Cube has signed on to his next movie at Universal, which has been fast-tracked to go into production next month. Wanted director Timur Bekmambetov, only took me three takes to say that one, uh, is producing a sci-fi movie that is said to be in the direction of District 9, but not a lot of details here, according to Deadline, except that the key element is a technology that Timur has developed whereby the actors can pretty much shoot their parts remotely, and at a much lower budget than a usual sci-fi pick. Rich Lee, who has a background heavy in visual effects on movies like I Am Legend and Pirates of the Caribbean, will direct. Amazon's The Boys has set up a spin-off series set at a superhero college, so kind of like X-Men The New Mutants, but uh, hopefully much more successful, and I'm sure much more R-rated. Season 2 of The Boys has already doubled the viewership of the first few weeks of Season 1 worldwide, that's according to Amazon, and this new show is going to be written by one of their executive producers, Craig Rosenberg, according to Deadline. HBO Max has ordered a Pretty Little Liars reboot called Original Sin, according to the trades. It'll be set in present day and feature new characters and a new storyline set in a new town, so pretty much the only thing sticking around is the name. HBO Max has also set up a Christmas special with Carrie Underwood, although no premiere date timing was given. She'll perform songs from her upcoming Christmas album called My Gift. Although, as my Christmas stocking says, I'm Kelly Clarkson forever. No, not pulling that off? Okay. Well, over at HBO uh, Classic, they picked up a documentary on the Bee Gees directed by Frank Marshall called How Can You Mend a Broken Heart? Uh, The classic question with no answer. No word on a premiere date there either, according to Deadline. Fans of the Cinemax series The Nick, a show near and dear to my heart, got a glimmer of hope yesterday as Soderbergh revealed that the show's creators have written a pilot centering on the Dr. Algernon character, played by Andre Holland, and that his Moonlight director, Barry Jenkins, is involved as well, according to Deadline. So, HBO Max, what do you say? Film producer and executive Wick Godfrey has rejoined his previous producing partner and fan of alliteration, uh, Marty Bowen, now fully reforming their old production company, Temple Hill. That's also according to Deadline. Busy day there. The duo produced the Twilight and Maze Runner films as well as The Fault in Our Stars. Then Wick went to Paramount as head of production, a job he left a few months ago. But he's not going far as Temple Hill has an existing first-look deal at Paramount, so that should make things uh, convenient. In the representation world... 17 more clients have joined the new management and personal branding firm, Range Media Partners, including Andrew Lincoln and Alyssa Milano, as well as some noteworthy directors. And if you want to check out the list, the link is in the episode notes. Although Deadline reports that one of the initial partners has already decided to leave, as UTA apparently gave a deal to Lucinda Moorhead that she couldn't refuse. Also at UTA, Samantha Kirby-Yo has left her position as head of East Coast Music at WME to join UTA as the co-head of their music group, alongside David Zedek, according to the trades. And also, longtime marketing and communications exec Terry Curtin has joined Mark Gill's independent studio, Solstice, as EVP of Communications. She replaces veteran Alyssa Greer. Next up, over to the media biz and social platforms. With a new baseball deal at Warner Media, yet one more new podcast deal at Spotify, this time with Peter Chernin. Plus, of course, a look at your weekend entertainment options and today's pop quiz. 
And we'll bring it back to Ice Cube, who has written many films, mostly in the Friday franchise, but he's only directed one movie. What was it? Hint, it came out in 1998 and did not have Friday in the title. The answer, after a break for a non-alcoholic beer from Athletic Brewing. Which I just ran out of yesterday, so uh, no podcast beer for me this morning. But obviously, somebody needs to go to athleticbrewing.com slash shop this afternoon. Whereas we all know, you get free shipping when you order just two six-packs. Although I'll be picking up a case, so uh, this never happens again. I'll probably get a sixer of the IPA, of course, just 70 calories. Of course, the Golden Ale, just 50 calories. They have a new light, refreshing Goza, which looks pretty good. And I think they brought back their coffee stout. So come join me at athleticbrewing.com slash shop. I'm sure you could use some as well. Again, that's free shipping when you order just two six-packs. And they ship to all 50 states. And that direct link to order is right in the episode notes. And an offer just for today. If you give me your credit card number, I'll order us both some. No, seriously, I insist. And now the answer to today's pop quiz. Ice Cube's directorial debut and apparently finale was the strip club expose, The Players Club, back in 1998. Cube also directed an excellent installment of ESPN's 30 for 30 sports documentary series on the LA Raiders. But The Players Club remains his only time behind the camera on a movie set. But I'm guessing not his only time at a strip club. He's very meticulous about his research. Now over to the media biz and social platforms. Keith Kelly at the New York Post reported some more details about that, quote, joint venture formed by the parent companies of The Hollywood Reporter and Variety. Namely, that joint venture may not exactly be the right word. Penske Media Corp, or PMC, paid $225 million to Media Rights Capital, or MRC, for an 80% stake in the new joint venture and control of publications like THR, Billboard, and Vibe. The Post also reports that while most editorial jobs seem safe, about 15% of MRC's administrative staff, or 50 people, are likely to be laid off from divisions like HR and accounting. Layoffs will also very likely include Deanna Brown, the president of THR and Billboard as well. College football is coming back to the West Coast at the only lone holdout for a major conference, the Pac-12. A shortened seven-game season will kick off right after the election on November 7th, assuming the country hasn't descended into mass chaos, and even then I'm pretty sure football will go on. Anyway, the games will all be played against other Pac-12 teams, culminating in a December 18th championship. However, they will at least maintain a no-fans policy, so you will still have to drink at home at 11am instead of a parking lot. Elsewhere in sports, uh, sorry entertainment people, WarnerMedia has extended their deal with Major League Baseball to air games on TBS for another seven years at a price tag of $3.75 billion or $535 million a year. And yes, I totally did the math on that myself. While the price is a 65% increase over what they currently pay, TBS is getting a new Tuesday night baseball franchise starting in 2022 for the extra dough, according to Next TV. And there is a carve out to stream games on HBO Max at some point, in addition to just airing on TBS. You know, just in case. Over in podcasting, podcasting, Churnin Entertainment cut a deal with Spotify to develop content from Spotify's growing library of exclusive and wholly owned podcast content. A development exec will be hired to oversee it, mining podcast content for TV and movie projects. Although to note, this Spotify deal is not exclusive with Churnin. And finally, in local TV news, 
Always wanted to say that. Uh, affiliate TV station owner EW Scripps has closed a deal to buy the Ion Network for $2.65 billion in partnership with Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, who's chipping in $600 million, you know, for the effort. So EW Scripps will now own the Ion National TV Network, reaching 96% of U.S. homes, mostly via local broadcast TV stations. Anyway, as part of the deal, Scripps gets the Ion Network as well as the local affiliate TV stations that broadcast the network. However, it will still not own the vast number of old Law & Order episodes that fill out Ion's primetime schedule. And now here's the FSS feed, a look at the new entertainment options to enjoy in the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday ahead. Movie theaters have uh, one and a half new movies, the first being Kajillionaire from director Miranda July and Focus Features. That one stars Evan Rachel Wood, Richard Jenkins, Gina Rodriguez, and Deborah Winger, and centers on a family of con artists. I think Focus also has a PVOD release date of October 16th, penciled in on that one, but uh, not entirely sure. And then there's Netflix, who's putting Aaron Sorkin's Trial of the Chicago 7 in a handful of theaters in cities like Boston, Chicago, of course, Phoenix, and Austin. That one, of course, definitely comes to Netflix on October 16th. In the streaming universe, Amazon Prime adds their eight-episode series, Utopia, created by Gillian Flynn. It looks to be a conspiracy theory-based series that revolves around a comic book called, uh, well, Utopia. That acting ensemble includes John Cusack and Rain Wilson. Over at Netflix, The Great British Baking Show returns for season 11. Although one note on this one, new episodes are added each Friday, three days after they air in the UK. And Netflix also has Sneakerheads, a six-episode comedy series from Complex revolving around, uh, well, people really into sneakers. And over on Peacock, they have the launch of Amber Ruffin's new show. And over on the TV, FX debuts A Wilderness of Error, a uh, so-so-reviewed five-part docuseries looking at the infamous Jeffrey McDonald fatal error murder case from the late 70s. That starts tonight at 8 p.m., as does Game 4 of the Stanley Cup playoffs on NBC. And the NBA also has games tonight, tomorrow night, and Sunday. Speaking of which, the Fox Sunday animation block returns with new episodes on Sunday, as does a new 60 Minutes on CBS. And Sunday also has two big premieres, with Fargo Season 4 on FX at 10 p.m. and The Comey Rules on Showtime at 9 p.m. And looking ahead to next weekend, Chris Rock and Megan Thee Stallion have been set as the talent for the SNL kickoff. Just hope the NBC censors are able to work from home for that performance of WAP. I also put a link to a good Q&A in the New York Times with Lorne Michaels on the matter. But let's end on a mazel going out to Mandy Moore. Okay, I don't think she's Jewish. Uh, But she announced that she's expecting her first baby early next year with her husband, Taylor Goldsmith. And those who know me best know I never pass up an excuse to play some candy. And as always, my only ask on a Friday is that when people ask you, hey, what new things are you watching or listening to? Please mention this podcast. I mean, nobody's buying that you're rewatching Lawrence of Arabia anyway. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. I'll see you on Monday. (laughs) 